Emma Black on stage, day two of Spring Awakening, and I am here with Colin Reeby, a.k.a. Phenom. What's going on, man? Not much, not much. Just finished up my set, and then uh, time to party now. Yeah, man, and you got to play early on, so you got the whole day ahead of you, right? Yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward to catching a lot of friends, uh, both local and national, and uh, hopefully see Bass Nectar later on, and then go DJ a sound bar, so. Yeah, and you know what? I think the last time, I can't believe it's been this long, I, can't, I think the last time you were on the podcast was a year ago, right back here, same festival, right? Yeah, it's it's been insane since then. So much, so much fun. So many, so many great shows. It's just been a blessing. So, and last year, if I remember correctly, we were really talking about how you had been accepted into Chicago. You know, coming from Indianapolis, which is not very far, but you had really been claimed here as one of the city's own. And now, in the year since then, not only have you really been like claimed, but you've you've really dominated, man. Yeah, it's it's great to finally uh, take it on the national scale and hit both coasts and play places that I, you know, would love to travel to. Um, I just did uh, Portland, which was amazing, and then Baltimore and the East Coast, and it's great. Just everybody treats me like family. It's so awesome. Why do you think, and I asked this last year, but I'm going to ask it again, why do you think that you have been accepted so readily? It's, you know, it's not just your music, but I, I got to think that it's your personality and the way you carry yourself and the way that you're very accepting and you don't roll with an ego, right? No, no, no. I mean, I come out there to have a good time first and foremost, you know, and everything else, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the best. I'm not going to show up and, you know, give you a crap show. You you won't get that from me. So I'm not going to take any six days or anything like that. I don't take any plays off. So I'm here to party and have a good time and play some good music. And you're not big time in anybody. No, no, yeah. not at all. Not at all. You know, for people who, you know, there's so many up and coming DJs. I think I read a statistic every day there's a million new DJs born, you know, in the United States alone. For kids who want to get to the level that you're at where you're able to tour and travel and really build a, a name for yourself, how have you been able to do that? Um, network, so much networking, sending tracks to people, and even if you don't think they're going to listen to it, you're always surprised, you know, I, I send tracks to some of my favorite producers right now that, you know, they have 300, 400,000 followers on Facebook, and I sent them a direct message, and I was like, if you have time, check it out, and you know, I've gotten lucky and gotten a lot of good feedback, and people actually play it out, so it's, it's been unreal. What have you seen as some of the some of the things to, to miss, some of the things to not do, some of the mistakes that people make on their way trying to come up? Um, I would say oversaturation. I mean, play play big shows, take take what shows you can, but but at the same time, uh, be weary in cultivating a new night. You know, that was that was my biggest thing. I wanted to get something off the ground since I've been here. Like make a night where I can book friends and book undiscovered talent and stuff like that. And uh, it's always about you know oversaturation it's a push and pull you know it's a fine line I mean the oversaturation thing I think that that's so serious because I feel like and I'm not going to name names I'm not putting anybody's efforts down I feel like I see so many nights in Chicago alone where it's the same five talent over and over seven nights a week right absolutely and I mean it's you see it all the time but like it's it's good to get out of your city and play your music for people that you've never met before you know and, and start building those relationships those networks outside, like I was just with Chris V from Knuckle Children. He just introduced me to his dad five minutes ago, and, and Milwaukee is is like my second home right now. They've treated me with with so much respect, and every time I come out there, it's so much love. It's like a family out there. So, how do some of the Midwest cities differ? I know you play Wisconsin cities a lot, you play Indianapolis a lot, and you, you play all over. Like, what's the what's the vibe like in some other markets versus Chicago? Sure, yeah, um, Indianapolis, I would say, is 
was uh, was was the the launching point, and that's that's always going to be a comforting vibe. It feels like home. Um, Louisville, Kentucky is <laughs> bourbon and whiskey. It's just ready ready to party. Fried chicken, and it, they just go balls to the wall. And it's it's such an awesome vibe down there because I have I have good friends down there, and Milwaukee's the same. They're just there to party and they're there to have a good time. The Midwest just goes so hard. It's amazing. Do some of the smaller cities go that much harder because they're not like Chicago? I mean, we're spoiled here. We have like sure. literally street yeah. festivals every weekend. We have a million summer festivals. If people don't know you, they're, they're still equally as stoked and they'll do the research. They'll go to SoundCloud. They'll listen to your music and, and they'll know they'll know the songs, which is amazing. You know, I've met a bunch of fans today from all over the place, you know, from small towns in Indiana to New York to L.A., everywhere. And, you know, these smaller towns, they don't get artists as much. Like you said, we're totally spoiled. Yeah. We get everyone you want to see every night of the week, you know. And um, it, it means a lot to them, you know, that, that you come play their city. And it means a lot to us that we get to play their city. And, you know, a uh, perfect example is Lincoln, Nebraska. I had never been there. I had friends out there and played out there. And I played a, a grimy basement party. And it was one of the best times I've had DJing because everyone gave 100% every track. And they were just so stoked to have me out. So it was amazing. What are some of the tips and, and trade secrets that people need to know when they start touring or if they want to start touring? Like, what have you learned in your time going out on the road, you know, as Phenom? Yeah, for me, um, it's for me right now, it's the transition to originals and remixes. Like, I, I kind of jumped the gun in touring and didn't have enough tracks out there in my mind. So now I'm kind of, kind of taking those steps to give you a live original show with my original music or remixes from me. I just debuted my remix of uh, Chris Barman from Interparty Systems. I debuted that and the crowd went insane. It's all about having your own tracks outside of playing other people's tracks too. Yeah, and let's talk about that because again, there's so many fucking DJs, so many. you know, and, and I don't think everybody realizes how important it is to also have original productions because anybody can go up there and play Chief Keef and play anything, you know, from the Beatport Top 10, yeah. but to have your own originals, that's not, you know, that helps you set apart, right? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the two avenues, you know, DJ to producer, producer to DJ, and I mean, you see it all the time now, everybody is, <laughs> there's more people going from producer to DJ now, which I think, I think is, is a great way to go, and I am from DJ to producer, so I'm still learning, still building, you know, and, and putting out tracks, and the feedback's been great, so I think making originals is essential in this business right now, because not many people tour without originals at this point, so. Yeah, and what are you using for those? Are you using Ableton? or? Yeah, I'm 100% Ableton. Um, yeah, I do everything through that. And then you're posting SoundCloud, YouTube, all those? SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Vine. Well, I love Vine right now. Vine is hilarious, especially Riff Raff, Andy Milanakis, yes. Simon Rex, all of those guys. You know, and I'm asking you about all these kind of like how-tos because I look at you as somebody who is really, you haven't had any like, any handouts. Nobody's just like booked you just because they know your cousin or something like that. Like, you've been able to create a trajectory for yourself solely on hard work and doing things the right way, it seems. Absolutely. I, I've had a, a lot of a lot of good friends uh, catch my sets along the way, you know, uh, from playing with Willie Joy back in 2007 to meeting Zebo and him taking a chance on me, not even knowing me, you know, and then it led me to my residency at Evil Olive a while back, 
you know, Flashadamus catching my set at Lincoln Hall built that friendship, and it's just been it's been an organic growth to me. It feels like so. Yeah. How do you see the Chicago scene right now? You know, as it relates to, I'm going to use this horrible term, EDM culture, or even just music, or you know, the culture scene in Chicago right now for talent like yourself. Um, it's it's amazing, man. I mean, honestly, uh, we have Cruella, we have Flashadamus right now, really putting on on the international stage, and more people are looking to Chicago, checking out a market they may not be familiar with. It's always L.A., New York, L.A., New York, but the Midwest is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I mean, the electronic scene and the hip-hop scene have really put Chicago on in the last two years, it feels like. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. For me, too, on, on the other side of things, like hip-hop, I'm, I'm working on original productions for for a bunch of friends right now. Um, you know, I'm making a, a track for Show You Suck, working on a track for Oreo Jones, and to me, that's, that's fun and enjoyable. It's the reason I do this, you know, to work with friends and, and to get my vision out there. So the Midwest is fucking amazing. And connecting with other artists, like how important is that? That's so crucial. Absolutely. I mean, anyone can give you anything from an acapella that turns into your biggest track, you know. And, and the collaborations to me are, are, are key right now. So I love it. Well, what's next for you, man? Uh, you, you, you just played Spring Awakening hours ago here on the grounds. And, yeah. you know, we got a whole 2013 ahead of us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm looking to do some more festivals throughout this year. Um, throughout the summer, I just announced Warm Fest in Indianapolis with uh, G-Love, Michael Franti, and Spearhead, uh, the whole Rad Summer roster. And uh, I'm going to play a bunch of other shows, too. i got some big shows coming up, so I'm excited. Dude, I dig it. It's always great to check in with you. Let's not wait another year to get you back on the podcast. And really, like, congrats on everything you've got going on. It's so great to see really strong, organic growth happening to good people, man. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.